that was, quite frankly, my favorite match I ever wrestled. It was an absolute blast to wrestle. It goes quick, and I'll tell you what, you don't want to be done with your career and have any regrets. You're probably the first person I've talked to about it outside of uh, my family and my, my personal wrestlers. If they do remember me, I, I'm I'm long gone and and uh, you know in, in the in the dust. But uh, you really want to get serious and down to it. It didn't matter who who had stepped to the line against me. It, it's more about you than it is about the other guys. My biggest priority that year was to not get disqualified again. Iowa wrestling is a tradition. We don't like getting second, third, fourth. We actually hate it. It makes us bitter and angry. It was it was a lot of fun. You got me you got me uh, sitting here with goosebumps. Welcome back to episode thirty four of the Sudden History Wrestling Podcast. As always, I'm your host Earl Smith. I had to have a post NCA wrap up show, and really, I'm trying to get the show back up running on a regular basis. If you'd like to get a hold of me, I'm on Twitter at d1cw. For the show, it's at Sudden History. What do I want to talk about? Of course, the NCA tournament. That's fresh on everyone's mind. If you'd listened to me before, you know I'm really not going to get into rants about challenges, stall calls, uh, Penn State's dominance, or even particulars of the matches. Other people do that, and frankly, they're much better than me in doing it. What I like to do is think about what we witnessed and how it pertains to the past. So let's start right off with the champs. Penn State's 146.5 points are the most since Oklahoma State accumulated 153 during the 2005 season. That was also the last team to win five individual titles. This PSU team had underclassmen winning all of their titles, while that Oklahoma State team had four underclassmen winning. Two of them, Zach Esposito and Steve Mako, did not repeat. Penn State also has the longest active streak for producing at least one NCAA champion per season, every year dating back to 2011. Moving on to Ohio State, 110 team points is more than they scored in 2015 when they won their only team championship. In fact, 110 team points would have won NCAA titles in four of the last 10 seasons. Moving down to Oklahoma State, they had eight All-Americans, which ties a program record in that long-storied history of the Cowboys. Between that number and the Ohio State numbers, it really just demonstrates how good Penn State was and is. Coming off an NCAA tournament, I think we always feel like there are a ton of upsets and it was the craziest year ever. Well, this season only had two double-digit seeds making it to the semis. Number 10, Jack Mueller. Number 10, Bryce Meredith. Compare that to last year when eight double-digit seeds made the semis, along with an unseeded wrestler. How about let's talk about at-large berths. Prior to the tournament, I tweeted that three wrestlers who were at-large selections earned All-American honors in each of the previous two seasons. This year, only one, Paul Fox of Stanford, finished in seventh place. Corey Clark, Jaden Cox... They were the only seniors who won NCAA championships. I'm going to admit I don't have an answer on the last time there were only two seniors who won titles, but I did go back to 1980 and couldn't find an instance in which that happened. 
Last season, there were only three seniors that won titles, and that has happened a couple times since 1980. We just happened to be in the midst of an incredible era of highly competitive freshmen. On the other end of the spectrum, Vincenzo Joseph, Mark Hall, won NCAA titles as freshmen. In the last four years, we have seen seven freshmen win NCAA titles. Contrast that with only 12 freshmen who won NCAA titles between 1980 and 2013. During that period of time, there were only three seasons in which two freshmen won titles. In three of the last four years, we've seen two freshmen win titles. And let's talk about one of those seniors, Jaden Cox. He closed out his legendary collegiate career, becoming the first three-time NCAA champion in Missouri wrestling history, and only the second Tiger to earn All-American honors four times. The first, of course, was Ben Askren in 2004 through 2007. Vincenzo Joseph, he is the first non-one seed to win an NCAA title at 165 pounds since Edinburgh's Jared King won one as the number 12 seed in 2009. Talking about number one seeds pre-NCAAs, I tweeted how an average of 5.1 number one seeds won titles per year over the previous 10 years. How did that stack up to this year? Well, Five number one seeds won. Dean Hiles, Zane Rutherford, Jason Nolf, Jaden Cox, and Kyle Snyder. Mark Hall. Let's talk Mark Hall. First Minnesota native, and I'm going to call him a Minnesota native. There could be debate on who he represents. I don't get into that stuff. I go by the team's respective website, so I'm calling him Minnesota native. First one to win an NCAA title for a school not named Minnesota since Navy head coach Joel Sherritt won a title for Iowa in 1994. State of Pennsylvania produced four NCAA champions, Darian Cruz, Zane Rutherford, Jason Nolf, and Vincenzo Joseph. The last time one state produced four NCAA champions in the same season, 1989, also Pennsylvania, they had Jack Huvo of East Stroudsburg, Sean O'Day of Edinburgh, Pat Santoro of Pitt, and Carlton Hasselberg of Pitt-Johnstown. Sparked by five national champions, Penn State, this is a year where most of the NCAA titles were won by schools that have recently produced national champions. Out of the ten national champions, Lehigh had the longest drought between individual titles. They last had a national champion in Zach Ray back in 2011, which still isn't that long. My favorite stat I found pre-NCAs when I went on a Twitter rampage of throwing out these types of stats was that there had not been a year where all 10 number one seeds advanced to the NCAA Finals since 1949. Well, with Thomas Gilman, Nathan Tomasello, Zahid Valencia all falling in the semis, that stat will live on for a 68th year. Let's take a look at some All-American-related information. A group of head coaches got their first All-Americans. Brandon Agum had four All-Americans in his first season as head coach for Minnesota. Tony Roby had five All-Americans at Virginia Tech. 
I guess they officially count for him. And I don't know if you're, if you're asking me, they do. Chris Bono at South Dakota State had his first two. Jeremy Spates had his first at SIU Edwardsville. And finally, Kerry Colat had his first and the first in school history with Nathan Kreiser finishing eighth for Campbell at 125. Denzel DeJournet was App State's first All-American since 2012 when Kyle Blevins and Austin Trotman got onto the podium. Staying in North Carolina, Duke's Jacob Casper became the school's third All-American. All three of them have wrestled at 197 or above. Iowa State failed to have any All-Americans the last time that happened. 2012, actually not that long ago. Michigan had three freshman All-Americans. The last time the school had more than one freshman All-American in the same season, 2005 with now assistant coach Josh Jarella and Eric Tannenbaum. Speaking of freshman All-Americans, overall 14 freshmen got onto the podium. That is the most of any year in the 2000s. One freshman All-American, Zahid Valencia, was the first All-American for Arizona State First freshman All-American for Arizona State since 1999, when Eric Larkin was fourth at 133 pounds. Along the same lines, Northern Iowa's Max Thompson was the school's first freshman All-American since Mark Schwab finished fifth in 1986. Matt Kolodzik became the first freshman All-American in school history for Princeton, as did Jack Mueller with Virginia. In Lou Roselli's first year in Norman, the Oklahoma Sooners were not able to get All-American for the first time since 2009, and they actually had a two-year drought between 08 and 09 with no All-Americans. In Gary Taylor's last season at Ryder, the Broncos had multiple All-Americans, Chad Walsh and Ryan Wolf, for the first time since 1997, when John Carvalhera, Jason Nace, and Francis Dunn all finished top eight. I know it was mentioned quite a few times by Jason Bryant and Brian Hazard at the event, but Virginia's NCAA runner-up George DiCamillo was the first Cavalier finalist since 2000 when his coach, Steve Garland, was the runner-up to Jeremy Hunter. Now, let's take a look at Northern Illinois. They are a school that has not had an All-American since Ben Heiser made the NCAA Finals in 2004. Well, they had three wrestlers finish in the round of 12, Brock Hudkins, Steve Blyes, and Sean Scott, who actually did it for the second year in a row. Hopefully for Coach Ryan Ludwig and crew, they're going to be able to break through with at least one next year. Out of the six teams with five or more All-Americans, Virginia Tech was the only one that had all five of those All-Americans from different states. Virginia, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, West Virginia, and Ohio. Opposite end of the spectrum, the only five All-Americans from the state of Oklahoma wrestled for Oklahoma State, Cade Brock, Joe Smith, Chandler Rogers, Kyle Crutchmer, and Nolan Boyd. Tanner Hall of Arizona State can not only legally rent a car per Jason Bryant, he was also the first All-American from Idaho since Alfonso Hernandez was 7th for Wyoming in 2013. Missouri's Joey Lavalley was the first All-American 
from Nevada since Bryce Sidoris of the Naval Academy did so in 2011, the last NCAA finalist from Nevada, Cal Poly's Chase Pammy in 2010. All three of those guys competed at 157. Though New Jersey had five natives earn All-American honors, none of them finished in the top four. The last time Jersey had no top four finishers, 1998, when a freshman Donnie Pritzloff was sixth, Glenn Pritzloff was seventh, and Greg Gingaleski of the Naval Academy was seventh. And yes, I just wanted an excuse to say Greg Gingaleski. Ohio had three All-Americans by themselves at 141 pounds. They were the only state that had three All-Americans in a single weight class. They were both NCAA finalists, Dean Heil and George DiCamillo, as well as Matt Kaladze. Ohio had a national champion for the fourth consecutive season at 141 pounds, two by the aforementioned Dean Heil, and those were preceded by two from Logan Stieber. Oregon, we don't like to talk about Oregon because of the Ducks, but the state produced two All-Americans. The last time they had multiple All-Americans was 2011 with Nick Amuchastegui, Kobe, Colby Covington, Zach Geeson, and Levi Cooper. Texas had two All-Americans with Jack Mueller and Bo Nickel. The last time Texas had multiple All-Americans was 2003. Again, Ben Heiser of Northern Illinois, he was sixth, and King Mo Lawal was third for Oklahoma State. I was able to find two guys who were All-Americans in 2017 who had losing records in 2016. Drew Foster of Northern Iowa, 15-28 and 28 last year, while Sal Mastriani of Virginia Tech was 9-11. and 11. Nathan Kreiser, Jake Residori, and Denzel DeJournet, they were all Americans from the Southern Conference. It is the first time since 2013 the conference had two All-Americans. The last time it had three, you have to go all the way back to 1992 when Donnell Rawls of App State, Guy Harris of Tennessee Chattanooga, and Howard Langford of Tennessee Chattanooga were all Americans. Okay, so I have a homework assignment for all you guys and girls out there. A beautiful D1CW shirt by Rudis is on the line. Speaking of Rudis, I look like a billboard for those guys out in St. Louis. How about a sponsorship or something? Anyways, I digress. This is a part trivia question, part me being too lazy and incompetent to find an answer, and maybe part impossible. So, I'm looking for the biggest of wrestling history nerds. The question is, this year featured three family members that earned All-American honors, Micah Bowe and Isaac Jordan. When was the last time that three family members AA'd at the D1 level in the same year. Again, I'm not quite sure of the answer, so you can educate me. I was perusing through old brackets, looking to see if there's a guy I may have forgotten named, I don't know, Tim Snyder that wrestled with Troy and Terry or Tyrone Brands or something, but I ended up stumping myself. So the first person to get me a correct answer gets the D1CW shirt. I'm going to wrap it up now. It's getting kind of late. I'm still trying to catch up on the sleep I missed last week and last weekend. 
couple of ballpark village sessions mixed in with a 6 o'clock a.m. flight Sunday morning has me still worn out. I do have to say throughout the NCAs, I got to meet a ton of people, mostly who I've communicated with through Twitter and stuff like that. So it was cool to put names with faces. Now, if you want to hear a funny story about me, take a listen to the Inside Trip podcast. And really, you should be doing that anyways. But uh, those guys had some fun with me. Uh, I got to spend a little time with the co-voice of the NCAs, the godfather of wrestling podcasting, Jason Bryant. And a personal highlight for me was spending probably 45 minutes talking wrestling, WWE, WWF, NWA, WCW, whatever you want to call it, with Jerry Briscoe. And Google that name if you don't know him. He's a huge wrestling fan, supporter, and just a walking history book of amateur and professional wrestling. So, that's all for tonight. Remember to check out the rest of the Matt Talk Podcast Network, and I'll let Greg Jones take us away.